Well, hey, good morning, everybody. There we go. All right. So for our new people out there, just so you can understand what parking lot etiquette is at a church service, if you want to say amen, you got to do what? That's it. You got to hit that horn. That's the only way we know. Uh, other people raise their hands out the window and scream and yell, and, and horns are, whoa. Hey, can you grab that real quick? And the wind is a-blowing. I asked him because he's all wireless. I'm, I'm kind of tied into things. Yeah, I need it. So let me do this, and I'll put it back there. So, look, we're, we're glad you've tuned in to us today live online around the world. We're excited that you've come here in the parking lot as well. So just so you know that every Sunday at 10 a.m., we will be here in the parking lot unless it's raining. Can I get an amen? Okay, y'all heard me. Just got to make sure you can hear me. And uh, so every Sunday we will be here. Wednesday we will still be live online at newlifeag.church. Uh, we also have it live on Facebook. We also supply a link on Facebook that you can click so that you can get to our actual live stream because uh, Facebook actually monitors the music and we've been kicked off a few times uh, because they say our music sounds too much like the original. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't think we're quite that good, but if they want to tell us, we are. But that other link, they don't filter. So if you click on that other link, it's Christian World Media. You'll see it on our Facebook page, and uh, you'll be able to get there as far as uh, watching the service without getting kicked off. You can also go to the church website, nl uh, newlifeag.church, and you can watch past sermons. You can do all that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's all of the announcements I want to go over today. I want to I want to give you a text message real quick, uh, number. If you would like to connect with us, if you'd like to uh, send a message to us so that we can connect with you and we can give you updates on what's going on, it's real simple. You just grab your phone, the number 59769, again 59769, and just type the word NLAG, New Life Assembly of God, NLAG. It'll send you back a link, you click on that link, you give us just a little bit of information, and we'll be able to send you out text messages, emails, and things like that is uh, whenever we uh, update everybody, okay? So 59769 NLAG, New Life Assembly of God. That's all you got to do, and it'll take care of the rest. At the end of the service today, we'll have our, our parking lot guys out there. Give a honk for our parking lot guys standing in the sun today. Hallelujah. They're going to be out by the exits. We'll have some buckets out there. If you want to give an offering to the church, sow a seed. You can, you can put it into buckets. If you're writing a check, just make it out to New Life. You can put it in there, cash, you can do all of that. Or if you want to give online, I'll give you the text message number. There's a different one for online giving. And uh, you can text it in. You can go to the church website. But the number is 73256 NLM, New Life Marksville. Yeah, we had to change all this stuff. So, But NLM, 73256 NLM, New Life Marksville. And you can, you'll be able to give. It'll send you a link. You can do all of that stuff. And... Uh, all right, can I get past the announcements now? I don't really like announcements. I, I really don't like announcements. Uh, I know Cookie would do them, and, uh, but we don't need announcements right now. We need to worship, amen? Anybody ready to worship this morning? Come on. Hey, so listen, this song is Holy Water. We did it last week. You got to go find it on, online and watch the live version on YouTube. It, it's, it's an amazing song. It's, it's kind of a bluegrass song uh, when you listen to it, kind of a, a country swang in it. Yeah, it is. Hush. So, but anyway, so we're going to worship this morning and we're going to love on the Father. So come on, let's pray. 
Father, we are just so grateful that this weather that you've given us today with this cool breeze, Lord, Lord, we're just so thankful for all of your blessings, even in the midst of what everybody calls a pandemic and a crisis and every other word they come up with. You are still on the throne. You are still in control, and we love you, and we're so thankful for all that you have done for us. So, Lord, today we even ask that your spirit would be with us as we're scattered through our cars. Touch us and speak to us today by your spirit, God. Receive our worship and our time we have together and continue to watch over your church, your family, God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. Let me throw my other ear up here real quick. You get it? You guys ready?
some amens this morning.
Now listen, here's what I want you to do this morning. I want you to look at the cars on the left and the right of you, if there's nobody on one side or the other. I want you to begin to pray for those people that are next to you. We're going to do one more song, just a soft song, but I want you to begin to pray for those people. Because I don't know about you, but you know what? I have needs in my life. And I know there's some of us here today that have needs in their life. And I know that God is still the God that healeth thee, and he's the God that supplies all of our needs. So I just want you to begin to pray for the people next to you in their cars. Just reach your hands out and tell them, Lord, supply their needs. Lord, heal them if they're sick. Heal their family. Lord, whatever it is. So we're going to play this. Go ahead and start it out, guys. Father, we're just so thankful. So thankful for all of your blessings. And God, even in this different setting today, we still come to you now. You said we can come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray right now for the people that are on each side of us, across the parking lot. We pray for those that are at home, scattered around the world right now, God. Lord, that there are some of them that have needs in their home right now financially. And Lord, you are the God that supplies all of our needs. You, you are the, the one that owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And right now, God, we have some of us that have needs, so we ask that you'd sell a few cows so you could distribute that finances to us. Because your word also says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. And God, we're not begging right now. We're just asking that you would pour out that blessing upon us, as your word says. That you will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing we will not have room enough to receive. Lord, we also pray for healing in our bodies right now, in our families, in our homes. By his stripes, we were healed. By his body being broken, we are healed. By his blood, we are forgiven. And right now, God, we ask for the healing power of Jesus Christ to flow in our home. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be
we ask that you just continue to be with us today in this time we have. Your anointing would be on, on the preaching of the word. Holy Spirit, have your way in this service today. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you agree this morning, I want you to give me an amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give us a good amen this morning while we transition over real fast. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's one thing I want to say that's really interesting about that song. It says, fill this place. We're not in a building. The only place we're on is the planet Earth. That means when you say, fill this place, we're not filling that because we're not in there anymore. The church is out here. So we're filling look around you're feeling the environment you're feeling these cars you're feeling everything we're no longer we're not stuck in there to fill that place yeah the church to be filled with god is good but you want to fill the earth you want to fill everything even the places nobody's been even the tribes that exist where you don't no one's been there before they still need god it's got to get there somehow and if if you don't get out of the church like we are now we, you're never going to get that opportunity to share to the people who are out there that won't go in a church. Because some people are put off by the church building because they had a bad experience. You'll meet them outside and you'll have a better chance of getting to because you're not in there. Yeah, no, I know. I was waiting for him to finish so I can get over here where I need to be. Hey, listen, if you have the Version Bible, go ahead and open it up. And go to events, and you'll find our my notes on the events page right there, New Life Marksville. If you don't have, turn your Bible to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. John chapter 11. Say, if you use the YouVersion Bible app, just go to events, and do you'll see New Life Marksville on there. John chapter 11, we're going to start right there in verse 1. I want to talk to you today about living in the gap. Living in the gap. I'm not talking about back in the gap. I'm talking about living in the gap. I know some of us are too old to even understand what that means, but that's okay. The younger ones, uh, don't honk because you'll make the other ones. But, you know, I'm not talking about living in back in the gap. I'm talking about living in the gap. I want to show you something this morning. We're all living in gaps. There's always gaps going on in our life, and what we have to do is we have to understand that there's gaps. We have to understand that there are times where we're in a gap between yesterday and tomorrow. We're in a gap between what God said he would do and what he is doing. Sometimes we're in the middle of those. So let's look at John chapter 11, verse 1. It's, it's a lot of scripture, but I want us to read it because I, I think it'll help us this morning. John chapter 11, verse 1. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and his sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, is the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped her feet, wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Okay? So here's here's this side, right? So I'm going to I'm going to make that here. Here's here. The one you love is sick. It's right here. Now let's keep reading. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. This should be here, right? Way over here. I'm out of the camera probably, but it'll be all right. They get used to it. That should be way over there. But listen, 
This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Mary and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he didn't go from there to there. Where did he go? Look at what it says. When he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. I, I thought he's the God that healeth thee, that immediately when you pray a prayer, he shows up and he answers and he moves mountains and he splits seas. He stayed where he was for two more days. And then his disciples said, let us go back. And then he, he, then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you. And yet you are going back? And Jesus, with, with his answers, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in daytime will not stumble, for they see but the world, this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, he went to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going to, there to wake him up. Look at verse 12. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. See, they were still walking in darkness because their eyes had not completely been opened yet. They couldn't see spiritually what was going on, but that's another sermon. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. And I want to stop for a moment. Again, we have one side of the gap here. We have one side of the gap here. And in this story, you have Mary that sends the message to Jesus saying, Lazarus, the one that you love, is sick. He's dying. You need to come to him. But we don't see Jesus coming. Mary and Martha had to live in this gap where they trusted Jesus could do anything. There was nothing impossible for him, but yet he didn't show up. So then they had to bury him, and they had to leave him in the grave. Can I tell you that we live in that same gap sometimes? I know we're living in it right now. Right, right now the world is upside down and crazy and backwards and frontwards. And, you know, I saw a post on Facebook the other day that made me laugh. And it just reminded me of, you know, my childhood. Um, I, I can remember my mom sometimes, you know, and, and maybe her, maybe my grandmother. I don't remember exactly who it was. But I know it came out of one of their mouths. I know she's watching, so I don't want to get in trouble. And uh, I have to watch that kind of stuff, Susan, because, yeah. Son, you do that again, I'm going to slap you into tomorrow. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to slap you in the next year. You know, somebody made the comment that, can we ask our mamas to slap us in the next year and get past all of this? Can I tell you that it's just not that simple? Mary is living in the gap right now where she's trusting Jesus with all she has, and Jesus lets him die. And they keep walking. Now they bury him. So now in verse 17, look at this. Jesus comes. On his arrival, Jesus found Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Their gap was at least four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But then she makes this comment right here. But I know that even now, God give you whatever you ask 
See, that's us. God, there's sickness going around right now. People are losing their jobs, and, and there's all these things turned upside down and crazy and backwards and frontwards and sideways. And sounds like a Willy Wonka movie where you can go sideways and upraise and backways, and our world is just crazy. But, Lord, I, I keep, you told me you were going to take care of me, but I don't see it. I don't see it right now, but I know you can. See, this is where we want to go, but there's a couple things we have to remember right here. We have to remember that God is well able regardless of what our circumstance looks like because what he's trying to do is to get us from there to there, but along the way we can learn something and we can grow so that next time we get into a gap, we don't freak out like we did the last time. You see, we're talking about the gap between I'm a slave to sin and Jesus wants to set me free. I'm addicted to alcohol and drugs and whatever else you can come up with, but God wants to set me free. There's a gap in between those two things. God said he would set me free if I, if I gave my life to him, but I'm not seeing change. He's trying to help your faith grow because you need faith to overcome these things. And we doubt so many times that my God is well able. My God is well able. Can I tell you that I've lived through those things where, where I've had to trust God and, and trust God? I can remember my, my oldest son. We, we had no money for medical. We had no money to go buy anything to help him, and he had this fever that would not go away. And here we are as young believers. What are we going to do? Well, baby, we better pray because we ain't got no money for no Tylenol. We ain't got no money for a doctor. So we begin to pray, earnestly pray and saying, God, you told me that you would heal my son in your word. You told me you would take care of me. The fever broke. Can I tell you in a few hours the fever came back? I'd love to tell you that it never came back. So what did we do the second time? We prayed. What did we do the third time? We prayed. And finally, we got fed up with being fed up. We got sick and tired of being sick and tired, and we allowed our faith to finally rise up and push ourselves forward and say, Devil, get your hand off my child because I'm tired of you bringing this sickness back to him. See, that's the gap. You have to figure out what you're going to do in the gap. Are you going to give up and lay back and say, whatever happens? Some of us want to be so spiritual that when we get in the middle of that situation, I'm fixing to step on some toes, so hopefully you got your steel toe boots. Some of us get so spiritual when we get in those situations that we don't want to exercise our faith because we're afraid it won't happen. Watch this. So we sit back and sing, it is well. It is well with my soul. As you lay there dying in sickness, come on. We, we sit there and lay back as if I don't have to do anything. But Hebrews 11.1 1 tells me this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you're laying back waiting for God to do it for you, you're not going to see it. Why? Because he wants you to be involved. He wants your faith to grow because right now you're in a gap. And you need to get from one place to the other. And he's trying to change you from glory to glory. But the problem is, is we don't want to use our faith. We don't want to use our faith. We just want to say, I'm trusting God, but you ain't done nothing about it. I can't tell you the hours and hours that I've prayed over situations, learning from my faith, just, just exercising faith, saying, God, I need, I need substance to come in. I need this. Your word says this. Constantly reminding God of what his word says. Constantly reminding him of the promises that he said. See, that's why you hear me say that. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. I'm not going to beg, but I'm going to pray quite hard. 
I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe that my God is well able. Why? Because that faith muscle has been worked. That faith muscle has been challenged. And I've never been forsaken by my God. I've never been without food. I've never had that happen. Why? Because I let my faith grow. You've got to have faith. But here's the thing. You keep trying to build your faith for tomorrow. Can I tell you, you may not even have enough faith to get through today right now. You're struggling so much, you can't even get through today. Look, look at right now with the fear that is gripping people. I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I may lose my job. I may get this coronavirus. I, I may die. I, there's just so many things. We're walking around in fear. The news media is pouring out fear. Can I tell you, fear is going to cover up faith? I'm not talking about being stupid. I'm talking about having faith. You know, we, we talked about this one day, that I know my God is going to take care of me, but I don't need to walk out in front of a truck just to prove it. I don't need to do that. I don't need to go out and be crazy. That's why we're meeting in cars right now. That's why people are protecting themselves. Because you know what? I have faith that if I get sick, my God's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of my family. But I'm not going to just sit back and be crazy. I'm not going to wear 10 masks and this and that. And I'm not going to do it because faith tells me I can trust in God. You've got to have enough faith to make it through today. Why? Because God gave you a, a faith, the grain of a seed of mustard, the mustard seed, the smallest seed that grows into a tree. And you've got to start cultivating that seed. Or you can go home and hide. It is well. Oh, I'm going to be all right. It is well. Oh, I'm going to be okay. But, man, I'm sick. That's what we do too many times. The devil did this to me. Then get up and kick him out your house. Listen, the gap is a place of learning. The gap is a place of strengthening. I've learned more from my life walking through the gap than I have walking on the high times. Because when I'm walking on the high times, I'm not trying to learn anything. I'm just trying to enjoy myself. But when I get down there in the middle, when I get down there in the middle, listen, flip your Bible over to Matthew chapter 6, if you're doing that, or right there in the U version. I want to I show you this. The second thing that happens while you're in the gap is there are distractions. Can I tell you there's some distractions going on right now? I'm not talking about the motorcycles. I'm talking about everything else that's going on in life. If your God is so big, why is so many people dying? If your God is so big, why is this happening? If your God is so big, he is, and I don't worry about it. I pray for those that are sick, and I believe God is touching people, and he is touching lives, and I believe people are being saved through this time. He is taking what was meant for bad, turning it around to good. I don't believe God sent this as a plague. I've done told you that. But I know this much. I'm not going to sit down in my house and worry about it. I'm not going to worry about it because if I begin to worry, it's going to begin to wear me down. Look at Matthew 6, 25. Distractions. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body or what you will wear. It's not... It's, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap. They don't store away in barns, and yet their heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than that? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Listen, I practice social distancing. I wash my hands. I do all of the things that they ask me to do, not as much for me as I do for somebody else. 
I know people that, you know what, I pray for. I'm not worried about it, though, because I know God is in control. And in this time, you have a choice. Either you're going to allow faith to grow or you're going to allow fear to grow. It's kind of like this. I know somebody that's had lightning hit their car twice. So when lightning comes now, they're worried about it, aren't they? That's, that's, that's something to be concerned about. But do they ever drive in lightning? They have to. But what happens is, is fear begins to get in you so that when you, you, the enemy comes in in fear and you can't sleep at night and it begins to affect your health and begins to do all these things. Are you going to grow past this and say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm, yeah, I'm going to wash my hands. I don't see that as a lack of faith. If you've got to wear a mask, wear a mask. It's whatever you feel that, that, that keeps you safe during this time to help them. But don't go worrying about it, which is what I see too many people doing, is worry. Don't let distractions pull you away. For instance, I'm not trying to pick on the wives. This was just a good example. I told them I didn't know if I was even going to use this example. Remember the, the guy Job in the Bible? No, not Job, Job. Right? All these bad things happened to him. Lost kids, family, all, all these things, cattle, money, you name it, it happened. And at one point, what does his wife say? Job, why don't you just curse God and die? <laughs> Woman. <laughs> he had to deal with that distraction. You see, we've got distractions that come in our lives all the time. I've got people that are constantly, I say, distracting me on how we should do church. They're worried about us being here right now. They're worried about us being here right now. Can I tell you, they should be more worried about the 500 people in the grocery store over there rubbing up elbows each other than us. But that's okay. That's for them to deal with. I'm not worried about that. So we're doing this. You see, I'm not going to let that be a distraction for this. We're going to pray for that. And we're not going to let a distraction come in. Why? Because if distractions come in, you're no longer working and operating in faith. You're no longer doing those things. So what ends up happening is, is you come back to this. Let me pull it up again. You come back to this. I'm talking about the place between sickness and health, and you can't get to health because there's too many distractions. Just an example, just a prime example. Do you see how many people are dying from this virus? Ten times more die every year from flu. But if you watch the media today, this is worse. This is way more contagious than the flu. I'm not saying that. But I'm just using an example to show you how if you listen to the news every day, it's going to continue to pump down on you about how bad it is. It has not met any of the statistics that they've said. Again, I'm not making a lot, you know, little of this at all i'm using his example my god will supply all of your needs oh well right now they're giving me the stimulus check they're giving me this give me that listen all of those things are great but they're still distractions because i know my god would bring it to me even if that didn't happen my god is well able are you growing your faith right now or are you setting back doing nothing this is an opportunity for the church to stand up and be used by God right now. But most of us are running and hiding because we're stuck in a gap that we won't learn from. Something real simple for us today. I want us to pray. 
I want us to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what it is. I think we need to begin to declare some things while we're in this gap period, while we're in this time. Because too many distractions and too little of our faith is being used. Just like Abram to Abraham. Abram was told to leave all of these things. He's going to give him this promised land. He didn't see any of that. Then he comes down and he promises him that he'll be the father of many nations with no kids. He becomes Abraham. Now he's old or older. <laughs> and he still has no kids. So what does he do? He goes and has a kid out of wedlock trying to make it happen. And what I don't want you to do is to do that and have an Ishmael. Allow God to do what he said he would do. The children of Israel are a great example of this as well. When God, they, they prayed for a deliverer, they prayed for a deliverer over and over and over while they were in bondage in Egypt. God brought a deliverer for them. They, they left that land. They, he even parted the Red Sea for them. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's big. He parted the Red Sea, brought them to the other side. But they kept wanting to go back because they didn't have enough faith for today. They didn't have enough faith for tomorrow. And the living in the gap in between, they were too worried about it. Well, did you bring us out here to die? He just parted the Red Sea, but he brought them out there to die. See, that's the gap we're stuck in right now. God has done all these things in our lives, and we're stuck right here. And we've got a choice to make because God is coming down on top of the mountain and, and all these things. But you know what happened? They said, uh, Moses, you go deal with him. We don't want to talk to him. And they made a golden calf. They went back, even though they physically didn't go back. So today I want us to pray a few things. I, I'm going to read it to you so you can see what I want you to do. I want you to declare this over yourself and declare it over your homes. I will trust in the Lord my God. Say it. I will trust in the Lord my God. I will use the faith God has given me. I will use the faith God has given me. I will not worry. I will not worry. My God is still in control. See, my God is still in control. And again, I will not worry. I will trust in the Lord my God. Sometimes we have to tell ourselves, self, you will trust in the Lord your God. You will use the faith that God has put down inside of you. You will not worry because God is still in control. God is still in control. So the question I want to leave you with this morning is this. Are you going to grow during this time? Or are you going to back up and be worse than when you got here? Because I believe God is wanting to bring all of us forward. He is wanting to change our life. He, he is using this which is bad to make it good for us to teach us how to be his people, how to trust him in ways we've never trusted before, how to be used as the church outside of the church. Are you going to be that person? Only you can answer that. But listen, don't pray for faith for tomorrow. Pray that God would allow you to operate in the faith you have for today. And at the end of this day, you get through and you say, Lord, you know what? Thank you for bringing me through this day. And let tomorrow take care of itself. When you wake up tomorrow, Lord, thank you for giving me faith and favor to make it through today, every day. And you know what will happen? Is your faith will begin to grow and grow and grow, and you will learn to trust God in every day that you walk. Let God worry about tomorrow. Let God worry about today. But just allow your faith to grow in this time. Amen. So listen, 
you're here today and maybe you, you tell me, you know, Pastor Rich, I don't, I don't know this Jesus that you're talking about. I, I've talked about giving myself to Jesus, letting him be the Lord of my life. I've, I've talked about all these different things. But you may be watching online. You may be here today. Jesus Christ died for you. He died for me. He died for all of us. It says that they beat him. He was wrongly convicted. He was put on a cross. He died on the cross. They put him in a grave because he borrowed the grave because he wasn't going to need it long. But three days later, the stone was out of the way, and our God was up again. And I find it interesting. He even took time to fold his napkin that was over his face. He put it back down. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father. But he died so every one of us can be forgiven, and we can live a life that's pleasing to him. And that's where our faith can be used, and that's where we can bring glory to him and all these different things. But today, what you have to do if that's not you is to say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need you to forgive me of what I've done wrong. Forgive me of my wrong. Be my Lord and my Savior. And I say it and confess it right now that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died, he was buried, and he rose again, and now he sets in heaven. The Bible says we declare these things with our own mouth. We believe them in our heart, and we say them that we will be saved. And all the angels in heaven rejoice. So today, if you pray that prayer, if you confess that, I want to tell you that God is forgiving you of your sins. But that's not where it ends. You need to be discipled. You, you need to be learn how to walk in the Word and, and how to trust God in different ways. So we want to help you with that. Let me grab my paper that I brought in here. Thank you, sir. We want to help you with that as well. And, and if you're here and maybe you're not connected to a church and, and you, you need somebody to help disciple you, I've got, I'm going to give you a number for your text message. All I want you to do is text this, and we want to get in touch with you. We want to give you a couple gifts. We want to send you a discipleship book or a devotional book that a friend of mine wrote so that you can have something to read every day and study the Scripture. We want to give you a free subscription to Right Now Media where there's over 20,000 Bible lessons and videos, documentaries, histories. There's all kinds of things. It's all online. We want to give you a subscription to that for free so we can begin to pour into you. And all we're going to ask is for your name, address, and email so we can do those things. But if you grab your phone, all you have to do is text 59769. Again, 59769 and the word grace down in the message. And it's going to send you the link. And all you got to do is put your name, address, and email address. 59769 to the word grace. 59769 to the word grace. Listen, fill that out. Fill that out so we can send you some stuff because we want to help you grow. We want to help you be stronger in this time of this gap in between yesterday and tomorrow. Because God wants to use you and he wants to use his church right now more than ever. It's been tough as a church having to do all of this kind of stuff. But you know what? It's exciting because I see what God is doing and how he's bringing together churches and he's raising people up. He's teaching us how to use our faith. Amen. So listen, I love you guys. Thank you for being here. I'm going to pray for us this morning. Wednesday will be online, newlifeag.church, or you can be on Facebook. Sunday we'll be here if it's not raining. If it's raining, we'll be online. Amen. So let me pray for us this morning. So Heavenly Father, we come to you now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for the people that are here that are scattered around the world. Lord, tuning in right now and even the days to come, this replays. Lord, I pray you would continue to protect us, divine protection upon your children, God. 
divine supply, everything being released right now into our homes and into our lives that we need. But Lord, more than even that, through the power of the Holy Spirit, allow our faith to rise. Allow our faith to become evident, something that we can touch, something that we know we're using. We ask this in Jesus' name. Hey, if I can get my parking lot, guys, y'all need to get those buckets up there, guys. Oh, they got them already. Hallelujah. So listen, so if you want to leave an offering of some kind, you can drop it there in the bucket on your way out. If you're making a check, it's new life is all you got to put on there. But listen, we love you. Thank you for coming this morning. Hey, allow God to use you. Amen. Allow God to use you. So hallelujah. Hey, we'll see you Wednesday online. We love you. God bless you. Have a great day and enjoy the weather.